So hopefully you enjoyed that sermon and it brought some new insight into your life and how you can abide. And I thought that it'd be a great idea on Mother's Day to invite my wife. So Tara, why don't you come on up here and just ask her a few questions about Mother's Day and maybe some of the struggles that she's had in abiding in the shelter of the voice of the Almighty. And what are some of those, you know, schemes of the enemy that are common to women? Mm-hmm. And so let's just get right into it. Um, thank you for sharing. Thank you. I know Mother's Day hasn't always been a great day for you. Right. And so why don't you share a little bit about that? Um, what is Mother's Day to you? To me. Um, so like you said, it wasn't always a holiday that I looked forward to. Um, most of my life, um, it was a day that I dreaded um, going to church, which um, now I'm saddened by that because I think, um, I was to tell Timothy, I think the church can do better in this area. Um, recognizing that women from all walks of life are going on a journey. And um, so as a church, though, we want to definitely honor mothers. Um, but we also want to honor all the daughters in, in the journey that they're on. So whether that is the daughter that is going through IVF and um, infertile, or um, it's the daughter that has just buried her mom, or the daughter that um, is estranged from the mom. Um, even the single moms, a lot of them today, it's just another ordinary day for them. Um, for the stepmoms, the adopted moms, the foster moms, the women that um, on this journey, motherhood didn't come in the way that they wanted it. Um, and so instead, they're, they're our mentors. They're the ones that are working with our youth. They're the teachers or the youth pastors. Um, and so as a church, I want to be a beacon and hope that we see them all and we honor them all um, on the journey that they're at. So it's been a, uh, a blessing that we've been able to have this um, ministry, this platform to be able to do that um, and be able to say, you know what, we want to remind all women who they are first and that they're a daughter first and they're loved by God on this day. Yeah, that's a challenge. I mean, right. I think the church has oftentimes made it, you know, black or white, right. and it's, you know, it's much more multifaceted. It's much more complex. Right. Um, and I think by just saying Happy Mother's Day and not acknowledging all the different stages of life, right. um, you can isolate some, put them out on the margins where they already feel neglected. Right. And so um, what we're trying to do is honor everyone and bring out the image of God in every lady, every woman. Right. So, so as a woman, um, what are some of the pitfalls or obstacles that you encounter on a daily basis um, that prevent you from abiding in him or abiding okay. in his voice of what he says about who you are? Okay, so just the ordinary pitfalls that I find daily, a struggle just you know, as you were talking in your sermon, that there is pestilence and there's other voices and they're loud. Um, and so for me right now, it would either be social media. Um, it may be just a friend that I compare myself with. Um, and I, I find myself falling short in areas. Um, or the coworker, you know, when I worked at my job, I would see these um, 
moms that would just, I thought, doing it better, balancing work and their home better. Um, and sometimes it would just be watching the movie or, or the music I'm listening to. I'm just constantly sitting there in comparison of um, what I'm not and what I want to be and falling short and trying to become like that. Always comparing yourself to that perfect Pinterest mom, right? Right. Pinterest is not always helpful. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, do women really compare themselves? Is that really a struggle for uh, most women? Um, we have four daughters, I mean, and so I kind of might know the answer to this, but I mean, how, how much of a battle is it to compare as a woman? I think it's so obvious, you know, having four daughters, we didn't teach them to compare. They just naturally do it. Um, and so I don't know if it's just, it's the fall of sin in women that we are in some weird way ingrained in our brain to compare. Um, I watch it with my daughters all the time, every day, and you know, they're young, so they didn't learn it. They, it just happened between sisters. Um, and as they're getting older, they're comparing themselves to friends or to that movie person you know, that they see on the movie screen. And um, so in short, yes. Women, even older women, women my age and older, there is just this, this unfortunate, we put ourselves on a scale, an imaginary stick that we have in our head, and we think if we are just right here, we'll be good enough. And unfortunately, when we get there, we find that we're still falling short because we find something else to compare ourselves to. Yeah, it seems like for, for women all the way back to Eve, she wasn't satisfied with what God said. Right. And so when Satan came and whispered to her, you're right. not enough, or God's not enough, right. she began to look elsewhere. Right. And ever since then, it's, just it's been a battle for women to mm -hmm. find their satisfaction and rest mm -hmm. in what God says over their life. Right, yeah. right. So how does that issue of comparing yourself hinder you from abiding or staying in your true identity as a daughter of the king. So how does that come into play practically with daily? Yeah, like what what is this how does it hinder you? I mean, do you just find yourself looking elsewhere and being more fixated on what others might say and mm -hmm. being stuck in that loop in your head? Mm -hmm. You know, and maybe what are some of the um, consequences of that that you find in your everyday life? So for me, when I am constantly instead of going and abiding um, and being reminded of who I am in Christ, that I am first his daughter. Um, when I am not doing that practically um, on a daily basis, I am then now trying to prove my worth in what I do. So whether that is being the Pinterest mom and making the best birthday cake or the best birthday celebration, right? Or being the best wife and having the best meals or being the best coworker when I was working and bringing the best potluck food, right? It's, I'm constantly chasing that identity, that self-worth in something else. And that is tiring, but yet women will find in some weird way gratification because they will gratify you. You know, you'll get that many likes on Facebook or Instagram or those attaboys or people telling you that you're amazing. And so women will throw themselves in that and they don't understand or they soon come to find out that it's empty 
Um, and when you're no longer the soccer mom or you're, you're no longer the coworker at your job and, and that identity that you just poured yourself into is gone, um, you're, you don't know who you are then. You kind of begin to unravel and you're frustrated and you're stressed. And I have found personally, when I'm in those situations, I know, I know, I know, I know that I have forgotten who I am first. I know one woman, um, it just tickled her so much that she got a hundred likes. Right. And she was just like over the moon. You would have thought she won a million dollars because right. someone affirmed some part of her life a right. hundred times by clicking mm -hmm. a button. And there are people that don't really know them. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, sad. it's a false sense of affirmation. So, so at, if you're speaking to someone who joins in your struggle, and every woman's struggle. Mm -hmm. How do you fight the other voices? Um, mm -hmm. And then what does that look like practically? How do you abide in the shelter of his voice in your life? Oh man, okay, so I am, like many of you, I am in the trenches, and I believe every woman will be in the trenches until the day we die. We're gonna find different seasons of our life that abiding in Christ is going to look different and it might be easier in some seasons of your life and it might be tougher in other seasons of your life. So in no way I have a perfect formula of how this looks. I can just tell you right now in my 40s um, with the children that I have and, and the couple seasons, couple that I've walked through, um, I have learned and am still very much learning making time intentional. You know, the scripture talked about being intentional. It talked about, and I had to highlight it because it said basically, um, because you made the Lord your dwelling place. So it's my responsibility. It's my response to my father calling me to crawl up on his lap and be with him and hear his voice. It's my response. So I need to do this. So just as how intentional I am to getting my cup of coffee in the morning. And ladies, I know many of you will not neglect getting your cup of coffee in the morning or it's your shower or it's your breakfast. It's, it's that thing that, that you enjoy, which is not a bad thing. But just how intentional you are with that, you need to see the value and intentionality. You need to be with running to his word, um, making time for worship. So practically, you know, in my shower, you know, Timothy and I joke about this, but it's it sincerely has been a place for me since my 20s. So even before I became a mom, it's just my place that intentionally I turn on worship music. Now, if, if you know me, you know I'm a dancer. I used to dance. And so I really enjoy music and I love to dance. Um, so it's me being intentional on what music I play in the morning. What's the first voices I intentionally choose to listen to? Um, and that worship music that brings me into the presence of my father, I need to be intentional with that. Um, and when I am, it draws me to him. It reminds me to pray. It reminds me I need him. It reminds me of, the faith, of his faithfulness. It reminds me of his goodness and, and the struggles that I may be facing with you know, raising children or just being a woman and trying to find my identity and self-worth in being a daughter of Christ, Tara Stewart, that I am enough and I have enough because he says so, that I am not lacking anything. Um, and my self-worth is in him. It's not in what I'm doing well or not doing well.
it's purely in him. And when I'm doing that practically, those mornings, I'm walking in his grace, in his mercy, in his wisdom. So practically, choose the voices you're turning on first in the morning. First, yeah, are you, yeah, are you turning on, you know, just the news um, first? Are you turning on other music? Are you reading, you know, other material besides the word of God? Are you turning to social media first? You know, clicking the Facebook before the word of God. The first, the intentionality, you need to be intentional in going to the dwelling place because you you can't complain that you don't hear his voice or know his voice if you're not being intentional and going and finding him. Yeah. And I think that it's so important when he said that the first voice that you hear in the morning. Right. I know for, for me, sometimes the first voice I hear is, what did my email say? Or what did my uh -huh. Facebook say? And rather than just saying, okay, Jesus, what did you say about me? Right. And there's been study after study that have shown that those first few habits that we do in the morning affect our entire day. Right. And so right. I think that's that's a great point. And so lastly, um, you know, what would you say on this Mother's Day maybe to a woman who is struggling um, with her worth, her identity as a mom, uh, a grandmother, or maybe just as a woman, and she's just struggling to find some sense of worth and be satisfied with who God made her so that she can just rest in that? Um, first, I would tell you that you're not alone. Um, you're not the first to struggle with your identity or your self-worth. You're not the first um, to feel the guilt and shame. Um, so know, sister in Christ, that um, you stand amongst many that have dealt with that. Um, and I would encourage you that even if it feels awkward, even if it's um, difficult, um, find that song, that worship song, practically. Search it. Um, play it. And let it just sing over you. Remind yourself. Let it remind you of who you are in Christ Jesus. That you are his beloved. You are his daughter. And he is well pleased with you. That he loves you through his son, Jesus Christ. And there is nothing you can do to earn more love and there is nothing you can do to lose his love um, and so go there even as awkward as it is go there and if you need prayer um, find those women in your lives that you can trust um, that is a voice that you know that you can uh, that you know it's your father's voice and, and that's really important find those women that you can go and Receive prayer and be humble in that area and, and let them walk beside you. We need sisters in Christ to walk beside us. I have dear friends that I love deeply and they know my struggles and they walk beside me. And, and when I am reaching out for prayer or I'm reaching out for encouragement or I'm sharing um, my struggles, uh, I know I'm in a safe place and I can be vulnerable with them and they will lift me up in prayer. So find that community that you can be vulnerable with and they will pray with you and for you and walk beside you. Um, and, you know, if, if you do call this church home, I'm hoping that um, during this time, you know, find time for the Bible study. Um, find time for the times that, if you can't come to the morning prayers, you know, make time for the Bible study. Be intentional to make times for those places that you're going to receive gospel truth and it can wash over you. That's so important because I can tell you in my seasons of life where I was estranged from 
from God and really wrestling with my identity, um, I was far away from the community of faith, and I wasn't receiving any gospel truth, and I wasn't being trained up in his word, and I just, I was lost. I was wandering around and finding voices everywhere, so I encourage that, and I know as our doors, when they eventually open, we'll have more face-to-face time, and so just yeah. know that you're loved, and that yeah. we're all here with you. Yeah, and that's why I think it's important that I remind us once again that at Lodi Community Church, we want to be deeply rooted in Christ, but it's also cultivated in gospel community. That's, that's where we hear the voice of our Father, where we hear the word of Christ over and over, and that stirs us faith so that we can rest in His faithfulness and be find peace and comfort and shelter in the shadow of His wings. And so um, one thing that Tara did mention was finding that song. And so as we conclude this morning, um, this last song, we've heard it before, but it's Who You Say I Am. And it's just a great song that reminds us that we need to put more authority and more trust in what he says we are rather than the voices all around us. And so with that, um, we're going to play this song now, and we just encourage you to sing it, pray through it, and then at the end we'll come and uh, end our service with a benediction. So.